Hello everybody, welcome back to the Backpackers Book Club. Today we spoke about Mexican Gothic by Silvia Monero Garcia. It's me, Beth, I'm hosting this one. And before we go into it, I thought I would just give you some content warnings for this episode. So the book itself contains warnings for violence, body horror, sexual assault and sexism, some of which we talk about in this episode. So obviously, if this is something that you don't want to hear being discussed, feel free to skip this one and we'll see you in the next. Welcome to the Backpackers Book Club, where we talk about books and things. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Here we are. We find ourselves here again. It's Beth. Hello, that's me. And just to kick us off, I'm going to say what I dressed up as for Halloween before we dive into our spooky choice of the month. So, for Halloween, I was in a show uh, called Rocky Horror, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and I dressed up as Eddie. It was a biker, for those who don't know. Cam, do you want to take it away? As you can probably guess, I'm Cam. I did not dress up for Halloween. It's the season, everybody. Hi, it's Sid. I'm going to firstly apologise for my voice. I did a show for Halloween too, and I was a scarecrow and a crow. So I spent quite a lot of time squawking and paying the price now. Well, the girls have been performing all week, so they've been in their costumes all week. So maybe my costume happened to be my PJs. Who knows? I'm going to say yes. My vote is yes. In America, obviously, that's where I am. (laughs) Um, Somebody tomorrow, I've been invited to be a part of a haunted house, but I don't have a costume. So I'm just going to stand there and go, boo. And people walk through their house. I don't know why I signed up for it. I hate That's literally like that. me in first year when I signed up to be a zombie at the Halloween party. And I was lying on the floor. just lie on the floor. Yeah. Pretending to be a, a zombie that when they walked past, I'd freak. Bear in mind, I also oh, had fake blood and Vaseline in my hair. My friends all came up to the barrier and went, Oh, hi, Cam. Oh, good. Life's great. Um, and happy Halloween. Happy, happy Halloween, Halloween, everyone. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> 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 Chapter two. This was my book choice of the month. And I chose Mexican Gothic by Silvia Moreno Garcia. This book was published in 2020. And it won... The New York Times bestseller. Don't know um, why. I think they oh, were confused. Um, let's save it for later, yeah. ladies. Let's not jump the no gun spoilers. there. So sorry, so sorry. So, Sylvia Moreno-Garcia is a Mexican-Canadian author. Other notable works um, that they have written is Gods of Jaden shadow which was released in 2019 that's on my tbr because it's a mixture it's a historical fiction and mythology question yes is it still on your tbr yes oh yeah i know i'm intrigued to see what you thought of this book because sid and i have spoken actually quite a lot i can't believe you've spoken a lot about no no not just because not a lot (laughs) yeah like not about in terms of what we read but in terms of camp was so close to being like it's a goner i can tell you what page i nearly dnf'd this book but i wasn't doing a 50 shades again go on Uh, i i nearly dnf'd at page 20 and i wish i had 
I I did say to her, I, I messaged her and I was like, you can't, you can't DNF before you get to triple digits. Come on now. That's funny. Okay. Sure. But I did keep so, reading because I did want to know what happened. But it was like one of those books where you're like, okay, so, so this is, I think this is going to be a juicy episode. I'm really excited to talk about it. Mexican Gothic is described as a Gothic horror and fantasy fiction it's rated a 3.7 on goodreads which is interesting in terms of the actual writer i think the reason why i haven't taken anything off my tbr pile is because when i was looking into like the writing style of said writer of our last it said that they produce and like write totally different things each time oh really yeah and I enjoy the descriptive writing of this book. Like, I think the way it's written is quite is quite mm. good. Do you know what? I'm not um, going to disagree with you there because yeah. I did want to finish it, not because I cared what happened. Well, mm. no. no. Mm. Mm. It's really difficult to explain. I mean, the descriptive writing was brilliant, wasn't it? I don't know about you. I could literally picture everything. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Quite frankly, as much as I maybe just liked the book, I thought it fit it fitted gothic horror perfectly which is interesting because the thing that made me continue oh wait i feel like i'm spoiling it but the thing the thing that made me continue spoiling it the it, whole point is that we talk about <laughs> it you forget. I know. okay okay fine okay i'll i'll say it you push me um the thing that made me continue reading it was the romance aspect of it i thought it lacked that it was which in there funny. but it lacked but to me it was kind of like um I'm not going to compare it to like classical romance, right? Mm. Because that's not what it was. But the build-up, although it was slow, like I knew it existed. And I was like, I know they're going to get together and I want to read. I did think to myself, what a wonderful... Sorry. Um, I did think to myself, oh, which boy is she going to get with? And when something did happen, I know I'm skipping the gun here, but with with Mr. Naughty, I was a bit... Virgil, I was a bit like shut the front and the back door shut all the windows what the actual i was like wait let me show you what i wrote i was like what the actual this is her cousin's husband is she like good for kind of enjoying it and is he gucci for trying to get on her i am not here for some affair when his wife is loopy loo upstairs (laughs) anyway so so what i'm gonna do if you'll allow it i was gonna read a tiny bit of the blurb and like just give it give a short summary and then i'm going to count to 3 and simultaneously we're going to say our star rating okay so should i should we make atmospheric music behind <clears throat> yeah please <clears throat> glamorous socialite naomi tabuada's life of parties and entertainment is interrupted when she receives a frantic letter from her newlywed cousin begging to be rescued from a mysterious doom Naomi immediately heads to High Place, an estate in the mountains of Mexico owned by the secluded Doyle family, determined to discover what is troubling her beloved cousin. The fortunes of the silver mining Doyles have eroded, yada yada yada. That's enough. So we get it. So basically, long story short, we have uh, our protagonist, which is Naomi Tabuada, who is Latina. And basically, her dad instructs her... Is it Naomi? Is it Noemi? So I was reading it as as Noemi, but then I typed it into Google Translate and I put it in, in like, Mexican. 
and then I clicked it. But the the little accent on the yeah. eye turns into Naomi. I'm really glad you said Naomi. that. I'm really glad you looked at that up. I be- right. I believe. Um, if I am incorrect, I'm I am gonna blame Google Translate. But we are sorry. But do carry on. But yes. <laughs> Basically, it's a bit complicated. It gets a bit confusing because generationally in this book, there's a lot of paranormal stuff going on with, like, spoiler alert, switching bodies and, like, killing stuff in the walls and mushrooms. We had Petit Pois in Fifty Shades. And this one we got mushrooms. Your button mushroom. What's mushroom? Oh, champignon. 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 Uh, Naomi starts having like nightmares in this house and it's just all a bit freaky deaky. And we do discover why. But before we go into discussing the nitty gritty bits of the book, we're going to say our star rating. So three, two, one, three, two. two. That was quite funny. I know. I was like, 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 and then Sid goes, two. I sure. thought yours was going to be tons higher than that there. Did you? I thought yours was going to be a four. Did you? Mm. Interesting. No. Why? No. So, okay, so for me, I nearly DNF'd it right at the beginning. This is why I don't talk to you guys as much as you two talk, because that was fun and shocking for you both to discover I nearly DNF'd it. Yeah, I nearly DNF'd it. I think I only started enjoying it when I got into triple digits. Okay. Um, so like I remember around page 90 I was like if it doesn't get to a good point soon then I'm gonna have to because I was really struggling to find time as well and I was like I don't want to fill my free time with a book that I'm not enjoying and uh, I think for me right at the beginning I don't think there was enough like exposition and like given circumstances of her life before she goes to high place mm. Mm. I also thought that the letter was kind of cringe like the whole premise of it I was a bit like and then I got into it when I started sensing the romance because I love I love anything romance I was hoping it was gonna get smutty but obviously didn't because because that's not the genre right I mean no 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 gothic you know what I've got 10 elements because I did my research of what gothic horror is (laughs) Bitch, I gave you the elements. Yeah, but I went and researched and got it off. I mean, you did give me a very well-explained one, but I Thank also you. have... I just needed the um, the ego boost. I'm not yeah. going to lie to you. That's yeah. so funny. Because you did the very good comparison of uh, the woman in black. I did. Thank you. Mm. Do carry on. So I stayed for the romance, but then it got so silly and I knew it was coming. I remember writing in my notes, I put Francis mushrooms question mark in my head for some reason i was like the mushrooms are keeping them alive and technically i was kind of right but i was like that's so stupid and then like at the end just kind of spiraled i wasn't thrilled i wasn't on the edge of my seat there was moments where i was like no they didn't but i wasn't like oh my god i'm creeped out it was written in such like a naturalistic way at the beginning that when it kind of went into this fantasy like element i was like nothing else about this whole world that you've created is fantastical yeah no i can so, i completely but when get it that. slipped i was like you've lost me yeah you've lost me cam what about your your good old two star rating where to start <laughs> take us through your list of gothic because i think i'd find that really interesting okay mm. yeah because i 
again, I know I said this about Fifty Shades. I don't think I loved the book because I don't like the genre. So I wanted to research to see, okay, was it poor writing or did she actually tick the boxes? And it is the genre. Ten elements. Number one is mystery and fear. Mm. Number two is omens and curses. Mm -hmm. Number three is atmosphere and setting. So a setting with a feeling of fear and uneasiness. Usually when it comes to settings, think of Wuthering Heights in a really like old house. Yeah, which is the Doyle Manor. Yeah. (laughs) Number four is supernatural and paranormal activity. Number five is romance. Number six is a villain. Seven, emotional distress. (laughs) I yeah. felt emotionally distressed <laughs> reading this book. Was that on the character <laughs> or the readers? <laughs> you decide. <laughs> Number weird. eight was nightmares. Nine, anti-hero. And ten, damsel in distress. Yeah, I think on all of those, I could find a character or a setting yeah. or some element that did tick every single box. So congratulations. Mm. Well yeah. done, Sylvia. But what you wrote was shit. Yeah, it was just going off of the point you said about it being really descriptive. Yeah, I could really picture it. But then also at some points when she was having her hallucinations or nightmares, I felt I got really confused. And there were bits where I was like, yeah. what is happening? But at the same time, I don't think that was a bad thing because that's <laughs> what the character was going through. Yeah. So the fact that you as a reader aren't actually getting any insight into what's it called? Not foreshadowing where you you know where the audience knows what's going to happen before the protagonist does. I, I You didn't get that in this book. Um, no. So I felt like actually maybe when I got confused, that was great because she couldn't tell what was a dream and what was real. And obviously it was all real. I got a little bit confused because of the time period. I also saw that uh, Gothic mm. horror is dark romanticism in the late 1700s. So this book is set in the 1950s. Yeah, because when it was talking about the Disney princesses, I was like, I'm sorry, will they have been around by then? They were. Oh, they were. 1937. The ones that Snow White. Isn't that quite worrying that I know that off by heart? It is, because I had to do a lot of research to try and get that. No, 1937 (laughs) is Snow White. I am not coming So I felt like it was actually maybe set in a later... Like it felt like it was in the 1800s, how I was visualizing everything and it was all being described. But actually, things were a lot more developed. But then again, yeah. they might not have been. I did enjoy that it was a different um, culture and that it was yeah. set in Mexico. Uh, Mexico. What happened in chapter 17? Because I've put chapter 17. What was that? Was that the first bit with Virgil in the bath? Is that the bathtub? Because oh, uh, Virgil I think chapter 20 was an even winky. bigger. WTF, what is going on? Oh, so so this is basically, so you know how she's having these nightmares and daydreams? Mm. Because they've all breathed in this fungus. Basically, the family are all connected to each other via this fungus, which helps prolong life. And the father, like the main figurehead, which is Howard Doyle, uses the bodies of his youngers to fucking jump into them and live again. There's a huge thing at the beginning about um, eugenics, um, which is like, its its roots is actually like based quite in like a racist, it's got like quite a racist connotation to it, eugenics, because it's all about this idea of creating the ideal person. And it's very incestuous, this family, but- Which actually made me feel physically sick when they started talking yeah. about the incest. 
they they survive but through this fungus right and it's in the walls and in the soil so when it's in the walls they're all connected via this fungus basically virgil is tantalizing naomi in a dream oh so he he's manipulating her dreams. dreams oh i didn't he was in the glue he was in the gloom. He was making her think of Virgil in that way. And that's why he brings it up in person and reminds her about it again. And then you see the same scene replicated, but in real life, but with more violence. Yeah. And obviously Naomi then then like claims that it, he tried to like rape her. I guessed most of the book. Yeah. Very early on. Yeah. Um, like all of my notes here, um, very early on, I was like, I did say I thought they were vampires at the beginning <laughs> because she thought she no Naomi when she get there is like I didn't realize anyone could be that pale. Goodness, did he ever wander into the sun? And then I just got flashbacks from Twilight, and I just felt a bit bombarded. Oh, I was like, that's funny. I I, I thought then it was going to be zombies, and then very very quickly I was like, this is something I put. Also, all of her dreams happening, there is obviously something in the walls, unless they're going down the supernatural path, and then I'm hoping and praying that it's not zombies, because I just fucking can't. Yeah, okay. And then and then further on, I put incest. I'm feeling incest. How it gives me all the creepy vibes. He better not be a zombie. I really thought they were going to be zombies. It, it, okay, so like, when, when it got past the bit where she saw Howard, and basically Howard turns around and says, like, all this stuff about it's in the walls, like, I had sex with my daughters so that I could, like, make children, so that his line would keep on going and he could keep on living, mm. I literally... I wrote incest in capital letters. I just can't too much. No, thank you. And that's when I stopped making notes because I was just fucking done. I was like, mm. this is a bit wacky. The mushrooms was enough for me. And I, I literally, on, I, on holiday, I turned around to Lizzie and I was like, what the fuck have I just read? Yeah. Like, was Sylvia on mushrooms? Is she good? Sylvia? <laughs> the oh, author! <laughs> the thing is, though, that's so funny. it kind of like no, got that's... exciting a little for me then but at the same time it didn't like throughout the whole book I found it just stayed on one level you know like yeah. there wasn't really a moment where I was like oh, I need to keep reading I need to know why or suspense like even at the end I was like mm. I just felt deflated throughout the entire book yeah and, and also... maybe it was the last 100 pages where I started to get a little interested I think I'm really biased when it comes to any form of like physical touch or romance no the tiniest do... bit I'm like maybe that's just I'm lonely no I just I do latch on to romance I really do but I I attach to like bad boys or boys with the spine and the fact that Francis <laughs> Francis was a bit of a dream. Francis was like I think my pinky toe could exert more force <laughs> as a character maybe it's because francis is like my type <laughs> don't get me wrong i wanted there to be something yeah sure like i could notice it but at the same time it was kind of like whenever i felt like she brought it to the forefront it just sizzled out and Naomi yeah. just brushed it off so that when at the end they kissed and it was like first kiss for him to know i'm here second to know it's gonna be okay and the third for love. I was like, well, I don't feel like that was for love yeah. because you just shut him down and shout on him also, the entire book. 
Yeah. I don't know what this says about me. I found more chemistry between her and Virgil anyway. I was a bit like, oh, this is no, awful, but... but juicy, juicy. Whereas Francis was <laughs> like, yeah, the, the entire time she was fantasizing over Virgil. And every time, well, even when she was married to Francis, she was like, she was no. Made. She was being made no, to I think get about that. Virgil that way. I know, but also you're so like. So we can't be on Virgil's side, guys. I'm not on no, Virgil's not. side. I'm That's, just saying you know, Francis is a shit. Love interest. I don't think he yeah. was. I think it could have been made something bigger, though. I think it just could have been spicier. But then, yeah. here's a segue. I've got three things I want to kind of talk about. One of the things I wanted to talk about was the touches on gender roles and expectations, which involves this kind of slow-burning romance. Yeah. Um, so first thing, I think it's really Im- important in this book and for us as readers that the cultural side of of Naomi came through. Oh, definitely. In terms of how she was brought up, in terms of like finding finding a suitor, blah 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 blah. Being a and, like, Latina whole... woman in 1950. I don't know. I think that's why it was maybe a bit more of a slow burn. Wait, so what were the gender roles of the 1950s? So, so 1950. So... Think um, it's still very much housewife, angel of the house sort of thing. Second World War is over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you still have women are very much um, the looking after of people. You've also got to think Mexican um, and Latina women anyway. It was still a lot harder for them because it's not the same necessarily as... as um, Feminism back in the day was very white-centred. Yeah, exactly. Really well but put, But also, yeah. in terms of, like, just having... Like, you were meant to be a wife. That was it. But what we were seeing was we were seeing a choice that at the time was defying gender roles within that culture, which I think was really important to see. Um, But then you still had the contrast of, of Naomi still, like, dressing a certain way. And, like, that's why the relationship with Virgil was important as well. Because although she was a tease, she wasn't outwardly promiscuous. Well, I I did write down that um, I I enjoyed reading it in terms of being reminded, not fully because I'm not saying it's historically accurate, but being reminded of how difficult it was for women of our age, so Mm. early 20s in society, but also especially Latina women. Um, And it's, I, I don't think I've ever read a book with a latina protagonist and it was it brought to my attention that i haven't yeah yeah and it was different than reading a white protagonist Mm. Mm -hmm. because she went through different things and i thought i did i did come i yeah i did commend the writing on that because i I did that did make me think about a lot of things the fact that you've got francis who is kind of like disrespected in the family because he's not he doesn't meet up to the expectations. Societal norms of, well, oh my God, what's it called? We did this in uni. <laughs> so I think let's put your de- degree to use. Um, Virgil is very much the dandy, which mm. is today's bachelor, if you will. Oh, okay. And I don't want to say that, I can't remember what it was because Francis, it wasn't like... Um, effeminate but it was something like that where it was a man who um wasn't perceived as strong and didn't didn't show that he'd be like the perfect husband do you know what I mean yeah so I do get you what you mean there were two different stereotypes and I do understand why she went for the other one because he was more caring and 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 yeah you know she that was more and just a nicer human being but mm. I just think 
I think the romance lacked for me because it wasn't real romance. I think the story lacked for me because it, it was out of nowhere. This The paranormal and the supernatural stuff literally came out of the book like the fungus did the walls, out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And I, I second was, that notion. I was a bit like, hey, Sylvia Hun, do you need to talk? So there's a chapter where Naomi feels trapped being like a woman. It says she worried a man would be briefly impressed with her luster, only to lose interest later on. But there was also the excitement of the chase, for she was trapped between competing desires, a desire for a more meaningful connection and the desire to never change. She wished for eternal youth and endless merriment. I was like, bitch, if that's not me. If that's not me. The idea of dating somebody, like, I had a crush on someone who was like 27. And that freaked me out, even though that's perfectly acceptable. Because I was like, no, no, you're a grown ass man with a beard. You look like an adult. I am too, but like, I'm not ready for that. But then anyone who's under 20, I'm like, you're a child. I'm stuck feeling like I want to stay in the heyday. But then like adults petrify me. So I I felt that. And I thought that I think it worded my feelings very well. I am so the opposite. I am sitting here with a cat and I (coughs) am going to bed. It's not even my cat. And I'm probably going to go to bed at like half 10, 11. But I wish I was back to the good old fun days, like where I could go out and drink and blah, blah, blah. And I just don't think I'm that. Like a 27-year-old man does not scare me because I'm like a a 22-year-old man is probably a fucking child. But this book didn't make me feel like a child. It just made me question what I'm doing with my life a little bit. Sent you into a quarter life crisis. I genuinely think I had a quarter life crisis because of this book. And I was on fucking holiday. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I sit at home and I watch Mulan whilst the girl I'm currently live with goes out until 2am and does silly things with people she shouldn't be doing it with. So I cannot relate to Naomi at all. Have you got any comments? Say it louder. <laughs> please tell us how you related to Naomi, please. Come, I don't come, think come. I did at all. <laughs> I wish people could see you, like your face in particular. Cap just looks like Beth has tried to kill her pet seal <laughs> by did. making her read this book. I just, I, I didn't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I probably because I've never been in an old house with mushrooms in the wall. (laughs) 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 Well, Well, I mean, you should have seen my. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? Probably second year house. Oh my god! Actually, I stayed at Beth. I take it back. (laughs) Maybe that's why on our four year anniversary as friends, we all like in that video, I took a video of us being like happy four years and we all looked like we'd been hit by a fucking train. (sighs) Really? It was my house. Yeah, it was the one after we went out in London and we got in at like like 2am. That's probably because we went out in London and got back in (laughs) 2am. It wasn't that. 
I was sleeping on the floor with hey, mould. I think there was and, more and... horror in your house and the next door neighbour than there was in this book. <gasps> oh my the god, the next door neighbour. We were sure. We have to explain that... it to everyone now. Yeah, we are sure <laughs> that Beth's next door neighbour has been killed. It was bookie. Uh, they're alive and well. They're alive and well. Are they? Please explain it. Yeah. You never told us this. How do you know uh, that? Uh, because Did I she show up? my bones. I don't oh. know. <laughs> I just nah, want that she's to be a dead. positive ending. <laughs> Basically, like, I don't even know. I don't even know what happens. But, like, one of... <sighs> she disappeared. She just disappeared, my name. But didn't she... Hang on. Didn't she disappear, like, no. with the paramedics? Yeah, but do you remember she took out her bike? No, no, a guy took her bike. She started running after this guy, snatched her bike back. Next thing you know, you see her on one of those stretchers going to the bloody paramedics. I hope it wasn't over a bike. That's scary. Well, like then, a month later. But they used to leave their door open. And basically, I used to live in a really sketchy part in Hella greater sketchy. London. And it was just horrific. So why would you leave your door open? You don't do that. You bolt it shut. And you and know it was what? Just it was even scarier so when the door was open after yeah. Beth had gone. Yeah, we think she's dead. But how scary is it when you're walking past at like half past 11 at night and the door of the dead lady's house is wide open and it's pitch black? Now that so is horror, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Sylvia, take notes. And <laughs> Beth's room was on the ground floor. Best room was the next door neighbour. Oh, 929, we love you. We love you. (laughs) No, we don't. Never again. Never again. Next month, our book is... I'm the only one doing a drum (laughs) thing here. Thank you. Yeah, I'm not going to do it for myself. Uh, So November (laughs) is my pick. Woo! Uh, And I... I picked this a long time ago so that Beth could take it to America. There is a lot of pressure for us to like this book. There's a lot of pressure from you. For you. If you don't like this book, Cam, I don't know when you're ever going to like a book. (laughs) I'm really enjoying Siege and Storm (laughs) and the book I read in between and Anna and the French Kiss. Just anything that's the podcast book. She's like, no, I hate it. (laughs) Never again. Anything that I don't choose, maybe. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be the aim. So this month I have chosen Memoirs of a Geisha by Arthur Golden. This is a historical fiction novel, which actually I've never read a historical fiction. Oh, no. So this might be another genre. I hate to say it, Cam. I hate historical books. It's dense. Well, so the thing is, I chose this because my mum has recommended it to us. My mum, um, this is one of my mum's favourite favorite books as well. Yeah. And she loves the movie. I do Oh, mum said the movie. the movie killed it and was horrific. Oh, that's so sad. Maybe it's because I watched the movie first. Oh, so maybe. So the only way is up. The only way is up. Maybe. Although I hate to be this person, I have already started reading it. <laughs> and I quite enjoy it. <laughs> You started reading all the... Right, Sid says she's a quick reader. She's a liar. She reads the book the month before. So when she's like, the girls, it's the last week of October and the girls are still reading. Yes, because she read it in September. (laughs) I I would like to point out that... um... <laughs> that I read Mexican Gothic in October. So this is a story 
uh, of a fictional geisha working in Kyoto, Japan, before, during, and after World War Two, and ends with her being relocated in New York City. I don't know. I think it might be interesting. We've got another culture being thrown in. So that's our book for November. Yay! Um, if you haven't already, feel free to follow us on Instagram. We've got the Backpackers Book Club. Which oh, is and there's the hashtag the as well, which is the Backpackers Book Club. Yeah. Which please use on any reviews of any of the book picks that you post and read along with us, because then we can yeah, see it. Sick. This has been lovely. Bittersweet, if you will. Sad, sad that this didn't bring us joy, but you have brought me joy. Thank oh, you. shut the fuck up. That was I quite know. sweet. I'm, I'm getting sentimental. <laughs> I... I'm I miss you guys. Are you a lot. missing home a bit? I am. I'm really missing and I'm looking forward to when we can be together again when I come back. Cool. Thanks guys. <laughs> we'll see you in the next one. You month. get worse at finishing these every, every time. time. Wait, Cam needs to see her say her like rate oh, hallucinate okay. from the mushrooms in the walls. <laughs> They're growing tall. I think that was it. I think, I think every it. at the end of every podcast someone raps. And theme to the book. Oh, yeah. Thank you and good night. Thank you and good night. <laughs> Woo!